Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. We got a new president, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. And we welcome the new year and we welcome our new president and vice president. Not the ones I wanted or a lot of you, my audience, uh, didn't want them to to uh, assume the presidency but that's the constitutional uh mandate and they've moved up and my people said hey doc holiday what's your opinion well my opinion is they are our president i'm gonna pray for our president and vice president but i also believe that we need to pursue the republican party and and those involved need to pursue the lawsuits to let us look at the ballots let us look at uh all the allegations of wrongdoing, because this is what they say in our Constitution of our democracy. The most sacred thing is the vote. And there's people out there, and I include me, that believe there were some of these allegations may actually be true. So why aren't we looking into it? And I hope we will. So that's my uh, first uh, right off the bat assessment for a new president and vice president. Let's support them, pray for them and and hope they'll do the best but i will say the first day uh joe biden killed fifty-two thousand jobs the livelihood of men and um, women here in the united states of america wiped their jobs off the map without a hint without a way of, to proceed other than saying they're gonna get some of this unemployment maybe i don't know but 52,000 breadwinners were ripped away from their jobs. 52,000 in one day when he killed the Keystone Pipeline and he stopped the building of the wall on the border. And that's the America, I'm afraid, we're running into. What happens when you have a $15 minimum wage? You got restaurants that are barely surviving and then you put $15 minimum wage across the country, not just big cities, but rural places. And how long do you think these entrepreneurs are going to survive? And how many new entrepreneurs to bring in a fresh, new, innovative ideas are going to be able to kick off a new business with $15 minimum wage? That is socialism because it's telling businesses this is the way you have to run your business. That's not capitalism. That is socialism uh, moving toward the communist uh, uh, set of rules because it's the government dictating how you must run your business and that is not what we do here in america that's not what has made america great and that will not make america great it's a stumbling block to businesses everywhere and it's a anchor on the dreams and hopes of people who want to start a business 
So uh, I don't like the way that's looking. don't like the way it's going. I don't like the way the spending is going. If you're helping those who've been hurt by COVID, yes, all for it, just like Donald Trump was. But when you're helping states who are in bad crisis because of their union dues that they've been paying and promising politicians prom- promising for decades and they're out of money and they're as far as their retirement funds for state workers and what they've promised well that's on the state's problem but now they want the federal government to bail out these states so they can pr- pr- pay for these uh, humongous uh, promises that they made well, that should be on the states. It shouldn't be on all the states. It should not be on uh, the parts of America that have held their state budgets together responsibly. So those are the things that I do not like what this president is heading toward. And how about the student loans? Freezing that? Yes. Freezing a payback? Yes. But when you're telling uh, electricians and plumbers and, and, and blue-collar men and women across america who are working hey we're gonna make you pay for those people who are making more money than you because they got a degree from college you're going to pay for their college now because you didn't go to college and how about the people who paid their loans back and worked hard to pay their loans back and now you're saying well this guy over here because he partied in his college years and partied after his college years well you know what he didn't make as much money as you so we're going to pay his loan back you know that's not the america i know you're responsible for what you ask for and now the government well there's people saying just wipe out all the student loans and let all the the <laughs> blue collar folks you know down in the under the houses and plumbers and digging out in the sewer lines and cleaning up and getting all dirty day after day and you're telling me you're gonna make them pay for the college educated people who are making more money than they are now no that's not right that's not america but that's joe biden that's kamala harris and that's socialism and communism it's just it's just bizarre absolutely bizarre so uh that's my rant this week. What do we have this week's show? Well, I told you last week we were going to have the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, David Rubin, on. We're going to get him on in just a minute. But before I do, let me remind you, as we start this new year, Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics, we're going to zero in, magnify what the president is doing, what, uh, what, his, what direction his policy is going. But the thing I want you to remember right now what we need more than anything there's going to be a lot of stress in the republican party what about trump where's trump go what's he going to say are they going to are they going to put trump on trial in the senate for the impeachment and did he incite a riot of course he didn't <laughs> you know you listen to last week's show who had the megaphones they probably the ones inciting a riot who had who had the megaphones during the uh that day of the assault on the capitol and they looked at the timeline president trump is still speaking when people are trying to break into the capitol so something was planned it wasn't donald trump and i hope that'll come out you know he needs an apology from the house of representatives for pushing into a quick impeachment and it's really dangerous to the constitution when you got people like nancy pelosi out of hate out of hate and revenge going after president donald j trump saying he incited a riot when you know where's the proof where is the proof 
and Speaker Pelosi, as far as I'm concerned, she she ought to be the one that's been in, be impeached because of her uh, abuse of power. Abuse of power, Nancy Pelosi. So uh, all I can say is America's in a tough, tough bind, and Republicans, they have got to get their act together because they need to be the leader in what I'm calling the anti-socialism alliance. If you don't like socialism, if you don't like communism, if you see our country heading in that direction, there's only one way to stop it now. The power of the socialists to, have, to uh, inflict harm on this economy and harm on our nation, all their strength is coming from the Democratic Party. I'm not saying every Democrat is a socialist. I am saying that the socialists would not have any power at all if it for, was not for the Democratic Party. Therefore, the anti-socialist alliance needs to form. And as far as I'm concerned, Doc Holliday's rock-splitting politics can be the home of the anti-socialist uh, alliance. And that means if you are against socialism, then work together with Republicans, independents, conservatives, all across the board, uh, conservative Democrats. Everybody, if you're against socialism and against communism, the source of its power in the United States of America is now the Democratic Party. So what we got to do is working in for the next two years, four years, is build an anti-socialism alliance. And we may disagree on many things, but if we can agree socialism is bad for America, bad for our future, then let's bond together and say, let's stop the strength of the socialist movement, and it's the Democratic Party. So let's make sure no Democrat gets elected. Every office across the land, let's make sure there is a strong opposition to the force of socialism, which is coming from the Democratic Party. That's my input. <laughs> and right now, let's uh, go to our uh, guest for this week's show, uh, the former mayor of uh, Shiloh, Israel. On this week's show, we got uh, an old friend, Mayor David Rubin. He wrote the book, Trump and the Jews. Uh, we've had him on before, and there's a lot to talk about. And so welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Mayor Rubin. Well, thank you. Good to be with you, Doc. Well, uh, Mayor, you, you, of course, wrote the book, and we said Trump and the Jews, and it came out about a year or so ago, and now we've just had the U.S. elections, and um, I was one of those that thought we needed to look into fraudulent voting more, and the state legislatures should have. Uh, it didn't happen, so it looks like uh, uh, President-elect Biden will be inaugurated. And what does that mean going forward for the state of Israel, the, the way you see it? Okay, well, there's, there's a lot that I could say about the state of Israel and what what it means for the state of Israel this, this past election. Uh, but first, since you brought up the topic, Doc, if it's okay with you, I would like to address the whole issue of, vote, of voter procedure, voting procedure, voter ID, and things like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, because we, we in Israel, we, we have a very freewheeling... Democracy, you know, it's democracy on steroids. I sometimes say, okay. uh, they, you know, we have the thirteen political parties uh, that run in each election, and uh, usually end up with about 
eight or nine that end up being in the Knesset, in the Israeli parliament. Uh, so it, it's a wild and woolly uh, democracy. However, that being said, when we go to vote, we go to vote on election day. And the, the absentee ballots are very limited, very limited, uh, those who are allowed absentee ballots. Uh, nobody's allowed absentee ballots uh, outside the country unless they are uh, working in the, in the foreign service and, uh, you know, ambassadors and things like that or soldiers. Uh, and, uh, but, but almost everyone goes to vote on Election Day. You go to the voting booth. You show your ID. Everyone has an ID, a photo ID. Without a photo ID, it could be a driver's license. It could be uh, you know, some, some other kind of accepted photo ID, but it has to be a photo ID with your name, with your date of birth, with all that kind of stuff. And then you can vote. You give them the voter ID. Uh, there are several people sitting at the table uh, near the voting booths, and they're, they're from different political parties. And uh, each one looks at the photo ID, and then they write it, they mark it down that you came to vote, and then you go and you vote, and then you come back out and you get your photo ID back, and then you go on your way. That sounds wonderful. Civic duty. <laughs> That sounds wonderful. I don't know how America got into the situation we're in, but it's uh, it's really a shame. Yeah, no mail-in ballots. No mail-in ballot stock. Now, my 95-year-old mother, um, may she live many years in good health, uh, she she is in Jerusalem, and, and I go to her house, and I take her to the polls. You know, she's, you know, she can walk, but you know, not that much. Uh, so I, I go with her to the polls, and we go, and we, you know, we go right to the front of the line because we do respect our elders here in Israel. And and she goes and she votes. Okay, no mail-in ballots, no, 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 uh, you know, nothing sent to her. Uh, she goes and she votes. She does her civic duty. Now, what is wrong with that, Doc? You know what? Why can't that be done in America? I, I, I'm, I am absolutely flabbergasted by the by the, the wildness of that election. Well, it, it's uh, it, it, we stay back, and it's been a progression over the years. And really, the Democrats have pushed it, but the Republicans have allowed it. There's no way to. It's hard enough to guard the the hen house, so to speak, on, on election day. I mean, you got everybody watching, observers and any challengers or whatever, looking at ID. So when you have pre-election, you know, they start voting three or four weeks before election day, and then they let votes keep coming in for days after the election. And it just it just opens up all these avenues for potential fraud. And, and so you're right. I, I hope maybe we can go back to what maybe we can learn something from uh, the democracy there in Israel. Yeah, and, and let me say something else. Okay. Uh, yes, I want you to add to that, uh, Mayor, but uh, let me stop you right there just for a minute and remind our audience you're listening to the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, David Rubin. We're speaking to him, and we're talking about uh, the election and how they hold an election in Israel. We're going to talk more about what's going on with Israel if, uh, now that we got President Joe Biden. But I, 
I want to remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And we got a book here that I wrote along with Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarland, and you can get that book. It is called Bedrock Truths. And uh, we also will tell uh, you that David Rubin has a book called Trump and the Jews, and you can get that book on Amazon. You can also get our book uh, here at Doc Holliday's Rock Split and Politics called Bedrock Truths at www.docholliday.org. That's docholiday.org, two L's and holiday. So uh, check out their website there. Got other books you can order. We'll be glad to get those out to you. And just let me remind you that with uh, Mayor Rubin, we are getting some great insight. He knows America inside and out. He knows Israel inside and out. He knows the politics of both uh, countries. And so it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. Now, you said you wanted to add to that. We're speaking about... Uh, voting in America and, and uh, the mess it's got to be in, especially this last election. So add to that. What, what do you want to add to that, Mayor? You know, here, here in Israel, uh, we we have, uh, there, there is a, a, a system that everyone accepts. You know, it doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. Everyone accepts it, you know. And, and, and as I said, we have a wild and woolly politics here. And people are, are very, very aggressive, very forceful. Everyone says what he thinks. Uh, they battle it out, the left and the right and everything in between uh, when it comes to debating the issues. But when it comes to the actual voting, they go and they vote and they do it the right way. Now, in, in America, you know, based on everything that I've read and everything I've seen, uh, it seems to me like there clearly was quite a bit of electoral fraud. Whether it was enough electoral fraud uh, that could have overturned the election, uh, that that I don't know. But uh, but apparently uh, the Democrats or whoever was involved in planning it out, and it seems like they were planning it out for a long time. Yeah, they yes. covered their tracks very well, <clears throat> and uh, and therefore it's very it's been very hard to prove. Well, it's uh, and part of it's the the. You know, the legal system won't allow, judges won't allow people to look <laughs> into it. That, that's really what's been a shame, and that's why a lot of people are upset. And even the Supreme Court wouldn't take a case, so they couldn't present evidence. So it, it just uh, has a lot of people frustrated, but life will go on, and, and hopefully they'll learn from the mistakes uh, here. We, we, and we surely need to look at the Israel system to see how they're doing it. But uh, let's, let's do look at uh, what, what do you see moving forward uh in in the middle east to, to me uh, the middle east is about as quiet i mean there's still i know problems in syria right on the border of israel but it, it has been quieter as far as the news we get in america at this point uh, as far as uh, uh more peace it seem seems to be more peaceable than it was maybe four or five years ago <laughs> well uh, there, there is COVID nineteen. Yep. <laughs> there is a pandemic, and so, so for the past uh, past uh, ten months or so, uh, this country, Israel, has been in in lockdown, and then not in lockdown, and then in lockdown again, and now we're we're in our third lockdown, uh, 
and you know the the economy has been severely damaged. Uh, small businesses, every fourth or fifth business, if I walk down the streets of Jerusalem, has gone out of business. And it's I thought I don't approve of that approach. I think it's a big mistake. I think the, that that both of our countries should be looking at Taiwan, uh, countries like Taiwan, who have done it sensibly who have not closed down their economies, who have taken precautions and have done massive testing in order to enable people to go to work and children to go to school. Uh, that's basic common sense. Okay, so, you know, when I, when I talk about uh, what America can learn from Israel, um, I'm speaking about what Americans can learn from us from the good things that we do, like what I just described with the voter ID, and voting on election day, and what what they can learn from us from our mistakes as well, and uh, and you know that's one of our mistakes. I, I think handling the lockdowns uh, just you know randomly uh, shutting down 100% of the country is a big big mistake, and we're, we're going to pay for it later on. Well, that's that's where we don't we're not sure what's going to happen with uh, President Biden, but. Uh, you, you know, the economy, if people aren't at work, I mean, there's not things being produced, and it's just a matter of time. You can keep printing money or keep sending out checks. Yeah, well, Democrats are pretty good at printing money, and uh, they're also pretty good at, at just, uh, you know, getting people on social welfare so that they become dependent. Uh, they've been doing that for years, and that's why the... Uh, you know, much of the uh, people in the the lower classes of the country have not been able to get ahead uh, because they're, they're, they've been created uh, the, this de- dependency in them, and that that's a big problem. That's yeah. a big problem. You know, I don't. I have, to, I have to tell you, you know, I've been living in Israel for almost thirty years, Doc, uh-huh. and uh, and as I I described in my book, Trump and the Jews, about what the Jews did when they came to America in the early 20th century and for several decades, uh, the, the Jews were working hard and, and they were poor. They were poor. They were, they were horribly poor when they got to America. And they, uh, they suffered from a lot of discrimination as well. There was a lot of anti-Semitism at that time and a lot of yeah. limits placed on where they could work. Uh, but do you think they complained about that? No, they didn't complain one bit. Uh, they they were told by their parents, "You better work hard in school." And you and, and they and they themselves, the parents, were out working and they were working in sweatshops and they were they were working long hours and they were doing everything that they could get ahead through hard work. So hard work and family is what what got them uh, where they are today. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of Jews in America have abandoned their heritage, and and their, and their family structure is starting to fall apart, also. But uh, but but that's that's what got the Jews ahead in America: uh, hard work and family, and a lot of faith. And uh, you know, now that that has uh, now that they have lost that, uh, many of the Jews in America, so they they're just becoming like like everyone else in the in the pagan part of the society but uh but that that is how you get ahead you work hard 
Well, I think we can both agree on that, and that's what the trouble with a lockdown is uh, you don't have anywhere to work. And uh, that, that, That's right. You know, last year when uh, they did shut down America, that's where really uh, Donald Trump had the best economy we'd ever had, and then and then they shut it all down. And I, I, as a dentist, I, I couldn't go to work. I mean, it never in my life was I told you cannot work. But they, they, you know, in fact, the state board threatened if we they caught us working other than emergencies, you know, we, they could pour our license and cause all kind of problems. So it was uh, I never never in my life had I been told I couldn't work. So it, it's uh, it, that's a that's something that uh, we all will be facing, looking at to see how to proceed. And you mentioned Taiwan. I wasn't aware of Taiwan and what they were doing. So uh, we, you know, I need to look more into that. And um, but uh, I know we just got a couple more minutes. I do want to get your idea about Iran, the Iran policy. I know Trump was uh, uh, tough against Iran, and uh, the Obama administration wasn't. And uh, that's that. That's where I didn't know where Israel is looking at now. Are they just more concentrated on COVID, or are they looking at uh, what's happening? You know, with uh, their uh, oh no! Well, look at it in Israel. We, as far as COVID's concerned, sure, there's a lot of focus on COVID and getting out the vaccines, and we're doing it like a, you know, we have a very good army, and we're doing it like a military operation. Uh, you know, the people are people are taking it. Healthcare professionals, people under uh, under or over 60 years old, are already getting down to the 50 55 year olds. Uh, but but we have to be concerned always for our survival. Uh, there's still terrorism. Uh, yeah, it may seem quiet to you over there, but uh, there's still a lot of terrorism. There's, there's, we've still got a lot of challenges with that, and that hasn't changed. Uh, maybe a little bit less because of COVID, but but it's still it's still there. And uh, so we so we, we have to keep our eyes out, and we're, we're always on guard against countries like Iran who are trying to destroy us and say so as well. Uh, Biden is a concern. We are very concerned. President Trump was the best president in terms of Israel-United States relations ever in history. And uh, he did some great things. Uh, People in Israel are very concerned, I must say so. But one of the things I did want to mention, too, just for... What about, uh, I know in Israel, it, uh, tourists uh, coming from around the world, and it, you know, is all year long, and now I guess that's completely shut down just about, isn't it? Zero. Zero tourism. Uh, no one is allowed into the country, and and uh, hopefully that'll change soon. Yeah, well, I, I, I hate to hear that, but I mean, it's that way around the world. You just you, They're just not... And people don't want to travel now, and them can't. But it's uh, uh, been a pleasure to talk to you again, Mayor Rubin. And I know there's a lot of uncertainty out there, but I, I do uh, appreciate your uh, philosophy and, and commitment to capitalism, America, and, and seeing Israel and America being friends. And I hope we'll continue as nations being friends, and we'll just uh, hopefully get you back on as uh, we see how everything proceeds. Well, thank you, Doc. It's good to be with you today. Good being with you. And that was the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. Always good to get his insight. Brilliant man, brilliant uh, strategist, and 
I'm glad we got to get him on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics today. And uh, I know you're better informed. I am. And we're glad you're listening to the show today. Next week, we'll be looking at uh, what's going on in the new year. And uh, so listening. <laughs> and there is a lot going on. Probably not as much rock splitting politics happening as when Donald Trump was president. But there's a lot going on that we got to be watching and looking at. And I'll be glad to be with you again next week. Take care until then. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.